Thank you, Vary, for that reading. Let me just pray before we start. Lord Jesus, we just pray that you would just come and you'd speak to us today. Holy Spirit, come and reveal Jesus to us afresh. As we look at this Bible passage, would you highlight things, Lord Jesus, that you want to talk to us about, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, after the recent uh, interview with the Royals, I may be on dodgy ground starting my talk off with a story about the Royals, but I'm going to go there anyway. It's been said that whenever the Royal family visits somewhere, a charity or an organisation, the first thing that hits them is the smell of wet paint. As organisations and charities, buildings, offices, they quickly spruce up the place, they, they give it a lick of paint, they hoover the carpets, they get everything ready for a royal welcome. That was definitely my experience when I was in London. I was volunteering for a charity um, that worked with people who had just come out of prison. They engaged them with music and theatre and arts. And Prince William and Kate were coming to visit the charity. Now, in my head, I was thinking, this is going to be absolutely brilliant. The office had been all painted and all cleaned. The pictures had been straightened on the wall. The carpet had been hoovered. But in my head, what I saw happen was that, that I was going to get chatting to Prince William. And me and Will were going to become like that. You know, we were going to be BFFs. We were going to be down at the pub by the end of the day. We we're going to be hanging out, exchanging numbers and so on. That actually never happened. And my experience of it wasn't what I kind of saw in my head, and I never actually met him. For others who were at the same event, same occasion, their experience was different. What they saw play out was very different. Here in the reading that Varys just read to us, we have the same event, but lots of people experiencing and seeing different things happen. For different people, they saw different things. They saw Jesus in a different way. They envisioned it in a different way, played out differently in their head. Same situation, but different visions and different experience. For some, like in verse 37, they said, we've seen your miracles. We've heard about you. We're praising you. We're worshiping you. We've seen who you are and what you are able to do, what you're capable of. We've seen your miracles. For others, they may have said, well, we see who you are. You are the promised Messiah. You are the one that's been spoken about in the scriptures. You're this fulfillment of a prophecy that the king, the Messiah, will come riding on a donkey. We fully see you, Jesus. We know that you are promised. You're the one that's coming to us. Then there was others who saw it differently. They saw a military leader. They saw it play out in the way of like, we're going to see Jesus come and he's going to rise up. He's going to be like an earthly king and he's going to rule and he's going to come and free us from Roman oppression. And then there was the Pharisees and they just saw red. They just saw heresy. They saw blasphemy. It says in verse 39 that the Pharisees said, teacher, rebuke your disciples. They were basically saying, they're blaspheming, calling you king when you're not. Rebuke them. Tell them to be quiet. And you know, Jesus' heart is broken. Scripture says that he wept over this. He wept over the fact that they didn't welcome him. Verse 44 says, you didn't recognize the time of God coming to you. See, it's the same event, but with different visions, different experience of it. People seeing it differently, experiencing it differently. 
I've started moving uh, my books further and further away uh, when I'm reading. Uh, my children keep showing me things on the phone and I'm just, just move it back a little bit. I'm sure it's absolutely nothing to do with getting old or my age. But I think Siri and Alexa are listening and I think they know because I'm suddenly bombarded with Specsaver adverts and, and what, how about you get your eyes tested and have you tried these glasses? One particular ad that I was um, targeted with and bombarded with was a pair of glasses that have lenses on and an adjustable dial and you can actually read and look at stuff and you can twist the dial and actually refocus the glasses or the lens on the glasses so you can see clearly. For some in our Bible reading, some that were hoping for a military leader, they might have thought that they needed them glasses. They needed to readjust their lenses. They needed to refocus when they saw Jesus riding on a donkey. Riding on a donkey. Verse 30 said that, uh, he said, go and get me a donkey. Go and find me a donkey to ride on. Now, this actually wasn't a strange thing. It was actually common in those days for a famous rabbi, a famous teacher, to actually uh, take or commandeer, to, to borrow a, a donkey and to ride on. It was actually an honour for somebody to allow a, a famous rabbi or a teacher to ride on their donkey. But the big horses, the big powerful horses, would be reserved for the sort of a, a military leader, a powerful, authoritative leader, a kingly leader. And for those people who were expecting Jesus to be this earthly king who would roll, over, uh, roll out um, freedom from oppression uh, from the Romans, they were expecting him to come on a horse. I imagine them thinking, I, I, is that, is Jesus, do I, am I seeing this right? Is, it must be a small horse. Jesus must be, I must be too far back. He can't be riding on a donkey. Is he not riding on a, on a powerful horse? Has he not come to free us from Roman oppression? Is that a donkey? Am I seeing things right? You know, a donkey speaks of peace. It's humble. Speaking of, of Jesus bringing a different kind of kingdom, representing something different than this king that was going to rule on earth and bring about freedom from Roman oppression in a, in, a, in a military sort of way. You know, there's lots of commentaries that talk about these people's expectations, how they saw Jesus, uh, and how on Palm Sunday, this triumphant entry, how they interpreted it and what they saw. But I actually like what Billy Graham once said. This is what Billy Graham once said about it. He said, Jesus refused to be the kind of king that they wanted, a political and military leader who would free them from the hatred Roman government. They hoped Jesus would lead them in a successful revolt. See, God had another purpose for him. A purpose that was far greater than a, mi a military leader. God wanted Jesus to establish another kind of kingdom. Kingdom of God. An upside down kingdom. Where Jesus is the king of hearts. The king of love. Where he saves and sets people free said before, it's important how we see Jesus, our vision of him. We may want to ask God just to give us a fresh vision of Jesus, to help us see him clearly, see who he is. In a world where we can so easily become what we worship, it could be said that the Jesus we see will be the Jesus that we will be. See, when we see Jesus, when we follow Jesus, when we allow him to walk into every area of our lives, 
It's a real game changer. Philip Yancey, who's who's an author, he once said this, if Jesus had never lived, we would not have been able to invent him. See, he's so amazing. Couldn't even dream him up. If you don't know Jesus, why don't you ask somebody who does? Or maybe you want to get involved in an Alpha course. Alpha runs uh, around Scotland and the UK and around the world. And it's designed to help people see Jesus, to understand Jesus, to hear about Jesus, to find Jesus, to discover Jesus, his life, his death and his resurrection. The church here is going to be running one in a couple of weeks' time, so do watch out for that, if that's something that you'd be interested in. Or can I encourage you to read a gospel, so to read the gospels and just to discover Jesus in them gospels, to read and to see who he is, what he was about, what he said, the person of Jesus. Albert Einstein talks about when he read uh, the gospels, and he says this, I'm enthralled by the luminous figure of the Nazarene. No one can read the gospels without feeling the actual presence of Jesus. His personality pulsates in every word. No myth is filled with such life. For some of us, we may have been following Jesus for a long time. And maybe we've lost sight of who he is. Maybe he's come out of focus. Maybe our focus has shifted. When we were living in New Zealand before here, we had a friend that was writing a song. Um, and it's, he's finished the song now. It's called See Again. And these are the words. He says, Oh Lord, I want to see again with colour and with vision. Restore to me what I have lost and I will see a new thing. See, some of the crowd there, they had the wrong vision of Jesus. Might we have the wrong vision of Jesus? Might we have lost sight of who Jesus is in our hearts, in our lives? Will we see Jesus and allow him to walk into our situations and our lives? In verse 36, the people spread their cloaks on the road. This was a sign. It was basically like rolling out the red carpet. They were paying tribute to somebody who was worthy. It was like a royal welcome. They were laying down their cloaks before him. Wonder whether we need to lay things down before Jesus and welcome him as a king into our lives. Verse 38 says that they would say, they sang out, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. These were psalms that they knew. So they were basically reciting and singing psalms that they knew. They were singing praise, crying out to Jesus in prayer, in praise. When we read about Jesus, when we think about Jesus, does it create a response in us that makes us want to cry out? Makes us want to cry out praise to Jesus, to King Jesus. I'm going to end by telling a story that I'm sure we've heard. I end by telling a story I'm sure that we've seen on YouTube, online. It's a story of a guy in San Diego. It was a pastor of a church, a Baptist church. And he cries out in praise when he thinks about Jesus. When he, t- when he brings to mind all the things that he knows to be true about Jesus. And for six minutes he goes off on this rant, just listing all the things that he knows to be about Jesus. It's called, That's My King. And I'm just going to share some of the words 
now. Let's listen to some of these words. Let me remind you of some of the things that he says in that. He says this. The Bible says, my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. Now that's my king. I wonder if you know him. My king is a sovereign king. He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's the sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He supplies strength for the weak. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and he sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives the sinners. He discharges debtors and he delivers captors. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate and regards the aged. I wonder if you know him. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. I wish I could describe him to you. He's indescribable. The Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him, and the grave couldn't hold him. That's my king. Let me just pray. I want to invite you, wherever you are, just to maybe hold out your hands. See, Jesus himself said this. When the Spirit comes, the Spirit will testify of me. So the Spirit reveals Jesus to us. Let's just hold out our hands and wherever you are, just be in a position where you're willing to allow the Spirit of God to reveal Jesus to you afresh. So come, Holy Spirit. Reveal Jesus to us afresh. Give us a fresh vision of Jesus. As Jesus walks into our lives, into our situation, into our finances, into our families, into our friendships, into our homes and lives, we welcome you, King Jesus. Spirit of God, bless our eyes that we would focus on you, Jesus. We would see you. Restore, Lord, any sight, any vision, Lord, that's become lost or out of focus. Let us see you, Jesus, fully again. Amen.